Welcome to The Mortgage Life, a space for down-to-earth conversations about how mortgages contribute to your life. Well, that sounds canned and maybe a little boring. What? There are so many parts to the mortgage industry and real estate finance we can explore and share with our listeners. Okay, you're right. You're right, Mindy. Our goal is to help secure our clients' financial future. I'm Pete Salamosi. I'm Mindy Bodwin. And I'm Sue Salamosi. We're your hosts. Welcome to The Mortgage Life. Hello and welcome to The Mortgage Life. Today we are bringing you another guest, a realtor, Ryan Danchuk. He has been working in the real estate industry in the Okanagan since 2003 and has a vast knowledge of real estate and properties, specifically in the Vernon and Silver Star markets. He's a realtor I call when I have property-specific questions or when I'm hunting for a new investment. So we're coming off this crazy record-breaking year for real estate in the Vernon area. We thought it would be a great time to reflect with some market statistics and have a general discussion on where things may be going in 2022. Ryan, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> Hello. Have you ever had a microphone in your face before? Uh, no, I haven't. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing well so far. Good job. So, so Mindy's told us a little bit about you. Uh, is there anything that you want to add in terms of your background? Or uh, Well, yeah, like Mindy said, I'm from Vernon, born and raised here. Uh, grew up uh, with my uh, stepfather, Don Casa, who's been selling real estate since they sold real estate, basically 40 years, roughly. So I uh, grew up with that and uh, kind of fell into it. And uh, yeah, just enjoy it. And it's good, good life, fun, fun job. Always interesting. Always interesting. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Never the same, really. Um, it's actually, right now, it's a little bit slower. So <laughs> it's well, January. It's that time of year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. When we have time for podcasting or yeah. skiing. Or... Yeah. Skiing's good. Yeah. <laughs> I see in your bio that you did a lot of, you have done a lot of skiing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I grew up skiing family. Um, actually, my family was one of the original founders. My, my step grandfather was one of the original founders of Silverstar. Um, so grew up up there and also we have a, a real estate office at Silver Star as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's lifestyle, right? Yeah, the Okanagan exactly. lifestyle, living the dream. Yeah. Our office is right next to Bugaboo's. It's a good, good spot. Oh, Bugaboo's. They have the best vanilla squares, according to Pete. We always have to name drop Bugaboo's because that is my absolute favorite place. Yeah. Uh, nothing like the, the pastries that Frank makes there. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so now that we've talked about van- vanilla squares and pastries and skiing and Okanagan life, should we talk about statistics? Because that sounds far more fun to me. For sure. Yeah, we, we've wet the whistle and now we're, we're ready to talk. <laughs> um, so yeah, quite the year last year. Um, pretty crazy. Um, yeah, like it was insane. I've never worked that hard in my life. Um, good year, uh, work-wise, but uh, definitely the hardest and... and uh, the most competitive market I've seen for sure. Is that what was hard about it? The, the competitive nature? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, like so many offers written, so many showings and my success rate was probably half of what it normally would be. Um, and you kind of throw your typical formulas out the window a little bit as far as this is what we should be paying uh, based on other sales, that sort of thing. Just when there's 20 offers on the table, it's just like, what do you do? Yeah. Right. And that's why the success rate was down, just because there's so many offers. So the chances of your buyers having the winning yes, is... yeah. So there's so many offers and so many wild cards. People coming from Vancouver with, you know, cash in hand, ready to go, 
and uh, yeah, it's it was basically like you know how how bad do you want the house sometimes? Yeah, um, and like our benchmark price is uh, was up thirty percent uh, in December from the year previous. Um, that's a big jump. Is that Vernon or the Okanagan? Ah, uh, that's North Okanagan. Kelowna was uh, thirty one. And uh, shoe shop Revelstoke area was twenty eight percent. So I want to I want to break that down a little bit because I know that the interior realtors they talk about a benchmark price. Now I, I'm going to go back into a little bit of stats here. So there's an average price, there's a median price, and there's what the interior realtors call a benchmark price. So I'm just going to break down what an average price is. So an average price is if you have a hundred homes, uh, you take all hundred sales, you take all the all the prices of those, add them up, and then divide by hundred. That's your average price. If you're looking at median price, median price would be if you had 100 sales, you'd take the 50th sale and that's your median price. But the realtors, they use something called their benchmark price. Ryan, can you tell us about what that benchmark price is? So the benchmark price is more of uh, what the average house in a neighborhood uh, sells for. So uh, that's why we don't use aver- uh, sorry averages or, or medians. It's, it's more of your typical home. Um, like you know, like say in uh, Okanagan Landing here, we we don't want to use averages because you have like, waterfront properties that are selling for three million, and say a house uh, you know on the hill with Lakeview is selling for seven hundred. So averages don't work very well. So that's why they created the benchmark price. So the benchmark price is just for your typical home in that neighborhood. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I why didn't know we. That. Yeah, and it's also kind of like how we price houses. If we went to look at somebody's home, we we use comparables, not like an average price for the neighborhood. So if it's a four bedroom home with three bathrooms, we kind of look for that with a Lakeview instead of just the the average for the area. If that makes sense. Totally. Gotcha. So, so you're basically taking away any of the homes that might skew that average number. Yes. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about benchmark prices. How about number of listings versus 2020, like through through this whole pandemic? So that's very interesting. Um, I, I was a little shocked when I looked at these numbers at the end of the year. Actually, I sent an email to Mindy, and it, it's down 44%, uh, which is crazy. Like, And that's what's driving the market right now. It's 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 just nuts. Like, There's we no have stock. nothing to sell. Yeah. Um, like take Silver Star, for example. I was looking at uh, condo listings Oh, a few years ago, and I think there was maybe 65 or 70 on the market. And right now there might be four or five. Um, and they go like... At Silver Star. Yeah. Yeah, like that's just cakes. an example. Yeah. <laughs> or say uh, something like, the, say, the Strand on the, on the waterfront here. Like they're just, they just go. They're gone. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Supply and demand, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it has it decreased since 2020, 2019, or has- uh, last year was just the it, it, we just saw them like the listings are gone. Um, it was the biggest decrease I've seen ever, uh, and there's so many buyers. It's just yeah, people are lining up. And then coming into 2022, same thing like low volume of yeah, listings. Yeah, yeah, and that's nationwide too. Actually, like there's wow. the lowest actually inventory nationwide ever recorded. So how does that homes. impact the overall number of transactions that you see? They're they're down um, fair amount. Like we're looking at twenty five percent decrease right now uh, from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one, just because there's not as, not as many homes to sell, um, which is 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 pretty crazy. Like thinking of the busy year I had last year, but there's just the inventory is just yeah. You're like for example, I had some uh, clients move here from Calgary, and I. I think I probably showed them 35 houses last oh. summer, probably wrote eight offers, 
and uh, finally got one near the end of the year. So it was. Yeah. So when you say a lot of work, yeah. that's that's a lot that of work. That is a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So a lot of showings, thirty-five showings, eight offers yeah, for rough, one but, sale. Yeah. 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 How many of those offers were competitive? Uh, I would, say, I would say about three quarters of them were <laughs> yeah. close. So pretty crushing for the clients. Um, you know, they think they've done a good good offer. You're thirty, forty thousand over asking price, no subjects, and someone pays hundred thousand dollars over. Don't tell us you put no subjects on an <laughs> offer. <laughs> hey, I, I only do it. My clients tell me sometimes. <laughs> oh, I guess by that point you're just pulling out everything you can, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, where are these people living? Are people living in a rental accommodation? Is that rental lease going to end? You know, yeah, there's some, we in even had RV. some clients. It took a year for some of our clients to finally land in their, mm-hmm. in their forever home. So yeah, it's, it's scary. Yeah. So where are all these buyers coming from? That's a good question. Um, you know, I haven't sold any houses to anyone from the Maritimes, but uh, a couple of people from Toronto, uh, Toronto Sight Unseen, basically a Zoom call. Um, Vancouver, quite a bit of Vancouver. Alberta slowed down a little bit, um, so I would say mainly Ontario and Vancouver, um, and they are the ones who are really driving the market with cash offers and and uh, like you know paying. I sold a house two hundred fifty thousand dollars over asking price to some people from Vancouver, and there was twenty offers on it, and they were just like, "Yeah, we wow, it. Boom. I'm and glad you finished." Over asking price. We, I was going to say, well, what did you sell for $250,000? Never mind. That's just the bonus. Yeah. No, <laughs> and are these, well. generally speaking, are these folks buying homes to live here or are they buying uh, They're usually uh, younger families, so young 40-ish uh, with kids. And with the pandemic, they've kind of realized they can work from home and they're, yeah, they're just l- looking for a better lifestyle, getting out of the city. And we've... We we opened this episode talking about the Okanagan lifestyle. So that's what people are after. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I've heard comments too about people in Toronto, for example, looking at buying in cottage country in Ontario, where prices have, you know, as far as I understand, exponentially grown. And then they look here to a property on the lake and they consider it to be affordable. <laughs> yeah. So unique elements of the Okanagan market, other than the Okanagan lifestyle, what are some cool things that you see? Um. You know, I think a lot of people really appreciate, uh, obviously, the views, um, proximity to town and shopping, like the downtown core, you know, like anywhere in Vernon's basically 20 minutes to anywhere, uh, even the ski hills 20 minutes from town. That's really appealing to people, uh, the hiking, the biking, beaches, you know, of course, all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a paradise for a lot of people coming from a big city. Like, you know, you've, you've driven through Vancouver, mm-hmm. leaving there in rush hour is like painful. It is painful. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I can't even handle driving in Kelowna, to tell you the truth. So, <laughs> Well, and it's amazing because Kelowna is even, uh, if we look at it uh, in terms of an international airport, for most spots in Vernon, the airport's maybe a half an hour. Yeah. So realistically, we've got all this stuff that's accessible within 20 to 30 minutes. And uh, you could travel anywhere within that 30 minutes uh, linking up to the airport. So, yeah. Uh, I have to think back to the time that I was working. So this is after university. I was working in Vancouver. I lived in Kitsilano and I worked downtown. And there was many times that my commute to downtown was longer than a half an hour. And I think I could actually walk it faster than that. So it just tells you that, yeah, the, the lifestyle of being able to get from one place to another, that that uh, 
that feature is probably a, a huge thing for most people. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, like you can go on the boat after work, like, you know, like I get home at five o'clock and we go in the boat for a couple hours with our kids and it's, it's awesome. Like, Hang on a sec. Is this in your boat and we're allowed to come? So, so back on the topic of real estate, what do your wedding bids look like? You know, these days it's just, it's comes down to price. I just lost out on Monday on a, on a place in Lumbee that sold for, we were 25 over asking price and the winning bid was 50,000 over asking Ooh. price. So yeah, it's just in Lumbee. And yeah. No, Lumbee's booming right now. I can see it. It is. Yeah. It's beautiful well, look, out there. And there's nowhere sure. else to buy. Like, seriously, there's, there's a lot of Kelowna realtors selling places in Lumbee now because there's nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's close enough to Kelowna. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it, it always comes down to price these days, it seems like. Um, and conditions, like we, we are, uh, you know, doing a lot of uh, incorporating title and the property disclosure statements into offers. Um, like saying the buyers uh, read, received and approved the, the title prior to writing the offer. Uh, just trying to get the conditions down to minimal. Basically, home inspection and financing is is what we're usually seeing uh, on your typical offer. And then, um, yeah, just just price like that that one I mentioned. With I sold for two fifty over. I, they they asked me what you know what they should offer, and I said, well, how bad do you want it? And this was she's a lawyer, well funded, and just was just made the decision. And yeah, there's twenty offers on it. So it's almost like if you're shopping for a house, you have to sit down, figure out what your top dollar is, basically, and, and just go from there. Yeah, and uh, you know, you you also look like we always review comparables and, and everything, so that people aren't paying too too much. But it, it's it's yeah, I, I've been shocked. Like I've seen some places that need to be completely gutted sell for 125 over, and it's just shocking. Do you think that people are pricing their properties below yes. where they should to sort of incite some of these bidding wars? Yeah, so that's what we're seeing quite a bit. Uh, typical procedure is that uh, when you do a listing, like if I was going to list your home, I would suggest list, you know, 5%, 10% below fair market value. And then we would say uh, we're going to look at all offers in a week or five days at 5 p.m. And it kind of generates a big buzz to it. And yeah, then everyone also waits till the last minute before they submit their offer of course because you don't want to tip your hand basically um yeah so that's that's happening quite a bit uh asked me that a couple of years ago and i would say well that's an interesting tactic but uh that's that's the way it's going it's become a bit more normal that's yeah it's standard now basically so what about the psychology of the buyer i mean there's got to be some seriously discouraged first-time home buyers out there well you know it's I've had people crying um, and, like you said, just really discouraged. Uh, basically, you just got to hang in there and hopefully they have somewhere to live <laughs> for the time being. Um, and you just got to be on it and, and do your research and, and just, just be organized, basically. And this limited supply, too, like it it must be creating sort of a frenzy, right? Where oh, yeah. people yeah. are probably taking greater risks than they normally would. Yes, exactly. Like uh, no, no subject offers, no home inspection on like older homes. Um, you know, like people, everyone thinks they're pretty handy, but like you really get into the bones of things. There's and, a real risk there. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, like, uh, like we were talking about earlier with uh, say uh, underground uh, oil tank, like I was uh, actually had an accepted offer on a home in Lake country and they, the seller disclosed that there's no underground oil tanks, et cetera. We did the home inspection and there was a giant oil tank in the crawl space. Um, and how do you get that out now? So 
Wow. Uh, yeah, that offer didn't go through. I mean, I'm glad we did a home inspection. But if you didn't do a home inspection, they would have bought that house and then discovered at some point they've got a major liability. Right. Yeah. We've talked about the risks of going in without a, a financing subject as well, right? If your property <sighs> doesn't get approved. Yeah. Exactly. Or if the appraisal value comes in lower than what you're paying for it. I actually had that happen last year. So the clients had to find an extra, I think it was $40,000 that they didn't have um, to complete on the sale. Um, this is interesting, though, as we're discussing, I keep thinking that like we've been focusing on the buyer, but the sellers, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm putting myself in the seller's shoes and, and imagining getting 20 offers, <laughs> you know, and yeah, it would I would be motivated to take the no subject high priced offer. Of course. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like they're motivated to that point, but then they're ignoring some of the shortcomings like the oil tank and the crawl space yeah. or something that may shoot, shoot them in the foot down the road. Who was it that we were talking to Mindy? I think it was one of your clients perhaps that was like wanting to put a letter in with their offer. Yes. Like here's yeah. who I am, where we come from. I've got kids. That's pretty standard now. Too. Is that, that's cool. Yeah. It's almost like a personal profile. Yeah, basically they yeah did a little bit of story about themselves, why they love the house, and like why you should sell to me, basically. Yeah. So, do you find that those weigh anything? Uh, it, it can make a difference. I, I think uh, I sold a house uh, recently down in Sunset Properties, and and we had a letter and photo of the family and and a little bit of a story and everything, and I think it it kind of hit home with the sellers um, for sure. Like they wanted to pass the house down. Oh, that well, that's is interesting. Nice. It brings some humanity to the transactions. Yeah. So it sounds like one of the the big uh, overarching themes in, in a lot of this discussion is that preparation piece. So not even or, or not only from the buyer's perspective in terms of getting all the real estate documents and title and, and doing those things prior to making an offer, but also, I guess, from our side on the mortgage side of making sure we do uh, a full pre-approval, a vetting of documents so that we know what that maximum amount might be. Yep, for sure. I always hammer home with people like you're working with mortgage broker and you've got your pre-approvals. Like, yeah, well, you just have to tick all the boxes, right? And, and and like we also try to get into the home as many times as possible before, you know, writing the offer as well. Like just crawling around as much as you can. Any negative impacts from the fire and flooding last year? Uh, well, the fires, of course, insurance was difficult. Yep. Uh, wasn't impossible, but uh, you definitely had to do some work and some scrambling for sure. Definitely had some deals delayed because of the, the fires, um, just when they're, you know, a certain proximity to town or wherever the property is, it's very difficult to get insurance. Um, I would also say we had less tourists and visitors because of the smoke. So maybe it slowed it down, hard to say because it was so busy, but um, yeah, it's, you know, it's when you can't see uh, the view from the house either, that makes it a little bit more difficult. Couldn't see my front yard. Yeah, you can't see across the lake. <laughs> It was pretty smoky there for a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think as many people were traveling. And then the uh, the flooding actually like, on the coast was interesting. Um, I think we actually had I actually had some success because there's a little bit less competition because people couldn't drive here. Um, so I think that might have helped out some of my buyers who were already here. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, that's probably the only thing I can think because the lake didn't really flood last year. So. Mm-hmm. So um, 2022. Yeah. So Looking just forward. sort of general impressions or sort of what is your gut instincts telling you what's going to happen? My this gut is season? saying it's going to be very similar. I don't know. You guys know more about the uh, mortgage rates than I do, but I don't think they're going to change drastically. And uh, just the limited inventory still is 
going to be driving these prices up. Like there's, you know, we live in a desirable area. There's going to be people wanting to move here from Toronto, Vancouver still. Um, so I don't really see it changing. I, I'm hoping we get more listings like we typically do in the spring. Um, but I, I'm a little worried that we've almost like tapped it out. Like there's only so many people who want to sell their house. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I think it's going to be maybe a little bit slower still. Like we're going to see decreasing sales, but still a lot of buyers. And probably increase in prices. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Supply and demand. One of the analogies that I heard that I thought was really cool about house prices is it's like a yo-yo while you're riding an escalator up. You don't exactly know where the yo-yo is going to be. It's going to be up. It's going to be down. But you know you're on an upward trend. Yes. That's interesting. It's usually a safe bet, I think, to invest in real estate. Anything else interesting you want to share with us, Ryan? Oh. Final remarks? Mm. No, I just, I, I'm just really I'm interested to see what's going to happen this year. It's still going to be sort of driven by COVID, which if you would ask me two years or however long this has been, two or three two years. years. Now, two yeah. years. <laughs> when I was Seems around, like forever. Sitting in my house coat at home, uh, uh, twiddling my thumbs, wondering what was going to happen. I never would have thought this was coming. The way things are going with the whole pandemic, I, I don't see it changing. I remember listening to Dr. Sherry Cooper, the senior economist for Dominion Lending, and she said during the pandemic, when we were in lockdown, she said there's going to be a lot of pent-up demand. And same thing, I, I couldn't see it. I was like, well, from where? Where is this demand coming from? As soon as things opened up, the real estate markets just shot off. Yeah, it's it's wild. So yeah, it's, I, I think it's going to be interesting and buckle up, I guess. This is The Mortgage Life. We look forward to continuing the conversation. So come back and listen. 